And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. This is Lee Dort, and I'm Donna Dunk. This is Lee Dort, and I'm Donna Dort. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku, and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm going to hog most of them. Good Thursday evening and welcome to episode one. One. Zero. Eight. Down. Two. Dunk. I am Luke. Joined this evening by Taylor. Uh, I'm sorry, baby. Can't you see? I'm calling. A guy like you should wear a warning. I'm dangerous. I'm false. Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay and Alex. When the cat's away, the mice will play. <laughs> it's cheese time, boys. Oh, it's cheese time, down to dunkers. Andrew's not here, so yeah. it's a it's a it's the it's a mashup of the fry pod and the Wednesday pod. It's a little something that we like to call Thursday. Who oh, will right. win Thursday? Whoever wins this podcast owns Thursday. <laughs> yeah, we should do. Uh, we should do. Start doing daily pods. I'm yeah, sure someone would listen that. to them. Um, you guys want to start with the uh, the starters? The All Star starters just announced. Oh, oh, talk to the town. Talk, talk to the town. town. Announced talk on a TNT was not. Now I I was uh I was not paying attention when it was actually happening. It it was not uh spoiled. Is that correct? They got through it without it being spoiled. I, I think also that's correct. Not watching it. Oh okay. Well, that was the big deal this year because usually Shams and Woj like spoil everything beforehand. Okay, the East starters: Trey Young, Demar Derozan, KD, Giannis, Embiid. Now KD will get replaced by someone. Any any quibbles, any quibbles, any quabbles with that? I think that's kind of what people expected, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. It feels it feels right. That feels right. Nothing weird there. Nothing now the weird. West. <laughs> okay, now the West. We got Steph. Makes sense. Yep. John Morant. It's his first All Star game and his first time as a starter. Both in the same a year. Pleasant, pretty impressive. Pleasant surprise. Pleasant surprise because you thought, oh, maybe it'd be Luca or something. Although I think Luca's a front court. 
Uh, then we had LeBron, duh, and then Jokic. Okay. Fifth starter, Andrew Wiggins. Number one pick. Plays for the Warriors. So, first all-star game for Andrew Wiggins, too, correct? Yeah, that's true. So, both him and Ja, first all-star game and their starters, which is impressive, I suppose. Uh, did you guys look at the the voting? Yeah, and like 50 percent fan vote over like they take fifty percent of the fan vote and fifty percent of the players and coaches. And Gobert and Draymond Green both got higher, but apparently not high enough comparatively to overtake Wiggins for the fan vote that he got. Yeah, the way they do it, they like skew the media vote where you get less points as you get more votes from media. So, for instance, Andrew Wiggins got like three points for getting three media votes. Whereas I forget who the guy, it was like LeBron because he got like 65 votes. He got eight points. Mm. So like it, it, it does not go up one for one. And so because of that, Andrew Wiggins was able to get in over Draymond who like, you would think the Warriors fans who, who like who else is voting for Andrew Wiggins among fans? Like who is so excited about Andrew Wiggins that they're, that they're tweeting out about him? other than Warriors fans, who you would assume would also be tweeting for Draymond Green, but Draymond had like a million less votes or something. I thought that was strange, a little confusing. Like Wiggins isn't even, wasn't even in any conversations for all-star, right? I mean, he has been among like Warriors fans and like occasionally you'll hear like a national pod say like, yeah, I mean, Wiggins, like, I guess you gotta like at least mention him. Like he's one of those people, but I mean, after the voting, I think there were people who were suspecting that he was going to be a starter, but I still think people were pretty surprised, as was I. I mean, your other options, like Draymond, a lot of people would have won Rudy Gobert. I think Luca does count. It's it's you know it's a weird thing with like the guards and forwards. Any of those options, I think anyone everyone would have just kind of like went went about their way. Um. I don't know what to say. I mean, good for Andrew Wiggins, I suppose. I honestly, yeah. I'm just like blown away by Warrior the Warriors fan base that they were able to do this. I assume. And that's how, how this happened. I just be. always and maybe this is wrong. Maybe this is bad. You know what? I take full responsibility. This is not connected to the podcast. I just feel like when these things happen, it's because a lot of the uh, NBA fan base in Asia gets on the voting. Like whenever there's surprise people that vote and pop up. Well, I don't know. Are there a lot of Asian warriors fans? Well, no, like we've had that with like Zaza because like his home country voted for him and like, he almost like got in or he was high on the voting. Like I'm sure like Rui Hachimura, I, I didn't look at his voting, but I'm sure he got like a lot of fan votes. So like I'm, Sure, there are those guys, but like it would be Canada that would be maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's Canada. Maybe Canada voted for Wiggins. He he was yeah. the chosen one back in the day. He was that's gonna be true. Maple, Maple Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I, I think that's weird, and that means that somebody's gonna get left off who is pretty good. Well, and I was gonna say it didn't really bother me that much because there wasn't really there wasn't anyone I was like, you know what, that guy, 
I really hope he's a starter for well, the Western I mean, Conference. Yeah, like like Gobert should be that guy, but just we just don't like him. Yeah, and so like, I'm never going to go to bat for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, he he probably should have. Um, okay, before we get into uh, the the main event, which which is <laughs> which are these trades that people sent in, I just wanted to to go over a few little bits of news that came out today uh just and just get your guys' thoughts on them and talk about them a little the first is for uh, some trade rumors from jake fisher who said for teams inquiring about adding oklahoma city swingman kenrich williams the thunder's asking price so far has been categorized as a first round pick now any any thoughts about that uh, I'm sorry. I have to break in here with some Wiggins news. I think this will help us too after oh, okay, that conversation. Yeah. Um, people in the comments saying K-pop fans were voting for Wiggins because uh, there's a K-pop singer named Bam Bam who's an ambassador for the Warriors, and I guess he got people to K-pop fans to vote for Wiggins. And we all know how wow. K-pop fans band together and accomplish humongous t- uh, achievements. That's that's interesting. Okay. So it's K-pop. I mean, that honestly makes more sense than anything else I was going to. I mean, like, I didn't even believe the Canada thing because it's like, why wouldn't they have voted him for him in the past? Or right. Yeah, that would make a huge, that makes a lot of sense if that's correct. I'm not sure it I, makes sense, but it, I mean, it helps this. It's an explanation. That's all we yeah, were wanting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. any any thoughts on this report? I mean, we just haven't heard anything from national media really about Oklahoma city and the trade deadline. So it was nice to just get a little nugget of something, yeah. even if, even if it wasn't that much. Yeah. Sam Vecini mentioned Kenrich Williams as well, but it's just hard because I mean, if it makes sense for me, I, I don't, I don't really get it other than just the fact that they realize that he is pulling them more towards the middle, but they've been really bad. Uh, with him on the floor, even recently, you know, like regardless of his plus or minus, I mean, overall, they're losing games, even with him back. And I don't think it's really necessary unless it's a decent first round, but that you're not, Kenrich Williams is not going to get a decent first round. Right. Which makes you think that they know that and they don't want to, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to tell another team like he's untouchable. Like, yeah, the bench guy on this 14 win team is untouchable. We're not even listening to offers. So, but, but you could understand them saying, okay, yeah, if you give, if you gave us a first, maybe we'd think about it. And I just don't see the team that's going to do that. I think there's teams that could use him, obviously, like Suns fans. When I saw a few Suns fans tweeting about that report and being like willing to do it, like, let's go, like, send them first. I don't care. The Thunder this year's Suns first. So that we do, yeah. Twenty twenty-four, is that correct? Uh, it, it, yeah, it would have to be in the future at some point. I don't remember the protections on this one, so it would it would just be two years after whatever this one was. Yeah, I mean, do sure. it, do it already. But again, I don't think like I think that was the whole point of saying they wanted a first because they just don't think anyone's going to give a first because. We, I mean, I think we all agree that there is some offer that Sam Presti isn't going to turn down. I mean, that was his whole justification for trading the 16th pick was that those 
getting two picks for that 16th pick was just so far and above what they were expecting. That's why they did that deal. So you have to assume that like somebody could come in and bowl them over like a, a team that you think is mediocre and they offer you like a top 10 protected pick. Like at some point you have to do it because the value is just too stupid. But I just, I don't, I just don't see that happening. And I like Kenrich. Yeah, but should should we wait on that? Should he be waiting on that? It's not even that he's waiting on it. It's like he's not expecting to get it. They just like Kenrich. Yeah, but should he? Should he like Kenrich? I don't well, know. Well, should he? Should we keep around players that help them win? Um, Honestly, the way they've been playing lately, I, I've become less and less worried about it. <laughs> you don't even care about the Muscala. <laughs> and uh, when Muscala hit that three right at the buzzer, too, I was like, wow, that's, be- that's beautiful tanking right there. You could have put him in like three plays earlier the other night against the Bulls. Oh, yeah. And that screwed up the... Uh, it screwed up the line. Oh, did it? What was I, the line? I think it was like Bulls plus three or something. It was something where when Muscala hit that, it, it screwed it. Like it it flipped. Beautiful. He's really good at that. He's really good at dramatically changing things with last second shots in meaningless games. It's amazing. Contender needs that. I mean, Contender does need that. Now, uh, one name that was out there that I, I just want to throw this out there. Because I'm sure Thunder fans, uh, a certain segment of Thunder fans, are very interested in this report. This is also from Jake Fisher. One team contacted by Atlanta regarding John Collins told Bleacher Report the Hawks were only seeking a valuable first-round pick and a starting caliber player in exchange for the talented young forward. John Collins is only 24. He's he signed a five-year deal, and he signed like a good five-year deal. He's only making like 25 million a year. He's a good player. It's very weird to me that Atlanta is suddenly like not just including him in like uh, hypothetical Ben Simmons deals that he's now getting included. Just like, hey, you can send us, uh, you know, like Harrison Barnes and your pick. I'm thinking of the Kings like that would fit that asking price. And like, why wouldn't the Kings do that? Yeah. I don't really know. I feel like John Collins has been in trade rumor talks from the Atlanta Hawks for like three years now. He has, which is the weird part, because it's like, well, what's going on here? And on on some level, you know what's going on here because there's been reports like every single year. Like last year, it was him like calling out Trey Young during a film session. This year, say like coming out to the athletic and saying that like I want to be like I want to get more touches. I want to be a bigger part of the offense. So, like, we know there is something underneath there, but I still find it very strange because obviously they liked him enough to give him the big deal this summer. Maybe well, they just figured, well, we're going to move him anyways. Especially in that playoff run they had, he was really, really good. And I remember him saying something like, yeah, I've, you know, I feel really comfortable in my role and I feel like I've figured out a way and we've all figured out a way to use me and to score and to do whatever I need to do. And it really seemed like he kind of bought into that team and what's going on there. So I don't know. Maybe it's just that like, because they're worse this year that (laughs) he's worked up and he's a hard player, a hard personality or something. I don't know. Would that be someone that would excite you guys? Because obviously we always talk about the idea 
of packaging some of these picks. I don't know who our starting caliber player could be. I mean, honestly, it would probably have to be someone like Dort. Like Dort. who? Who? I mean, I don't know if you're getting John Collins for Kenrich Williams and a good first. Like he's not even starting on our team. But like, is that? I mean, he should. He should or could start for the Thunder. But yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I but like, it, does John Collins excite you? I mean, on the one hand, he's a shoot. He can shoot. Like, and all we've talked about this year is like how painful it is to watch this offense sometimes because you're kicking out to guys who are shooting like 32 percent or less from three. And so to have a big in the four spot who you can count on going forward is going to be a shooter that opens up your flexibility a little bit more at the center position. Cause now it's not as important that you get a shooter. And now, cause like there's some people out there who are really into Jalen Duran out of Memphis, but like the idea of adding Jalen Duran to this team without, without uh, John Collins, like is terrifying to me. Cause like, that's another, not just bad shooter. It's just like a non-shooter adding it to this squad. If however, you had another shooter next to him and a good shooter, like all of a sudden you're like, okay, like maybe that could work. And again, he's only 24. Like he's right in line with Shay. So I don't know. I I'm, I, it, it's again, not something that you think the thunder would do given where they are right now. But it, yeah, it'd be it, definitely something like I think if you knew kind of who they had or got through the draft, um, if they if they did land, I mean, I mean, it, you probably get some redundancy with the Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren next to John Collins. Kind of makes sense. You don't have a lot of body there, but you know that's going to be the th- knock against Chet for his whole career. Uh, so. I don't know. I, I know you probably they're going to try to make a move at this trade deadline. I think the Sixers kind of make sense for John Collins. Um, I've seen that one a lot with the Ben Simmons, and I know they'd have to put in like Herder or uh, Bogdanovich or maybe both of them. I don't know what they would have to do to make that move, but that's that's the one I keep hearing. I'm like, that's kind of intriguing. Yeah, I, I think that one would make sense. I, I really do like it for the Kings because – if they really are not going to tank, which everyone is reporting that like the Kings are going into this deadline, wanting to make a move to get better. That's the kind of move where I would feel like it's justifiable because you're adding a young player to Fox and Halliburton. If that's who you really do want to build around, at least that makes a little bit of sense, even though I think they should just be bad because they are bad. But, and who did, yeah. who did you say that? who did you say that send back for John Collins? Oh, like like, I mean, like Barnes Harrison Barnes and like the Kings pick Buddy this Hill. year. Like I would want the Kings pick this year. Like yeah. I don't, I don't believe that putting John Collins on that team is suddenly making them a playoff team. Like they're still going to be bad, but you might be able to convince them to give you like their top four protected pick this year. Plus Harrison Barnes. I mean that I'm just saying that fits whatever that report, the package is. I have, I still have a trouble believing that that's all Atlanta really wants, but I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up because we keep talking about, you know, when is OKC going to go in for somebody? And it seems like not, there is a young right. guy out there. So I just wanted to bring it up for that reason. I think yeah, I, I think, think there is an encouragement, at least in that, to say, like, so these are the kind of things that Oklahoma City could be looking at in three years or in two years. Right. If they hit in this draft top three and then around in 2023, you know, deadline, they're still around where they are, assume a little bit better. I think that these are the kind of trades that are going to be available uh, 
as you kind of look forward. And so, I don't know, that's maybe a little encouraging. Yeah, I, I agree. I was thinking like if this was two or three years in the future, this is something I think the Thunder should do. But right now, I don't think it's something the Thunder should do. Or, or if they if they had gotten a big in last year's draft, and like if they had Mobley, and you kind of feel like okay, we we know who our front court, one of our front court guys is. Or if you were somehow allowed, which would be illegal, but if you could go in the future, you're, you're not allowed to go in the future. If you could do it <laughs> and find out who you're going to get in this next draft, and then make a decision. And, which, and just to clarify, like Alex said, we can't go into the future only because it is illegal. <laughs> It is illegal. Do, do not yeah. go to jail. Hey, we're trying to get the law changed, but as of now, it is still <laughs> illegal. Um, okay, real quick before the trades, I just wanted to bring up some G League stats. Oof. They were posted by Joe Masato today. Let's start with the positive. Teo Maladon, mm-hmm. 14 G League games, averaging 17.7 points. Five and a half rebounds, five and a half assists on 50% shooting, 38% from three. Coach Dagnall said he's been really impressed with Teo's play. They recalled him today, and Dagnall wants to see, or he wants to reward Teo with some opportunities. I mean, listen, it's the G League, but considering where he's coming from early in this season, where I've basically, like, it's over. Like, I... It's not over, but like I'm, ch- I, I was checked out on Teo. It's oh, nice yeah. to see him. It seems like he's making a little bit of progress, getting back to some version of a confident Teo. Like it's that, mostly that's all the, I want. The field goal percentages with him that are like okay, normal, normal shooting percentage is great. Actually, better than normal. Very good shooting percentages in the G League, but. I think this year, what's he been shooting? Twenty five percent in NBA games. Uh, so his threes were at seventeen percent. Oh, he's up to eighteen percent. Wow! So he's basically overall. he's doubling his field goal percentage in Geely. And then if you compare that to Poku, which Poku, that's on here too. Uh, he yeah, is read it shooting, out. He is shooting thirty seven percent overall, including thirty percent from three point range. Which is actually an improvement on his uh, percentage as well (laughs) from the NBA. (laughs) Not quite the doubling of the field goal percentages of Teo's, but... (laughs) But if we're being positive, they both improved in the G League just to different levels. Can we we send Boku to like a 5A high school to see if he improves more? I mean... Percentage is still not above 40%. It, it would be fun if you could. So somebody later asked a question about the Premier League. Well, like in English soccer, there's like so many divisions of football and, and you can loan players in between those divisions. It would be fun to just keep loaning Poku to lower divisions until we see like, oh, that's the like good. That's what the good version of Poku looks like, because we really haven't seen it. Like he had like what that one game against the Clippers which screwed us. And that was like his probably best game as a pro. He's obviously had a ton of flashes, but seeing him just like consistently be good. I don't even care what the competition level is at this point. I just want to see what good Poku would look like on a basketball court. 
you know what it, what those videos are going to look like, right? They're going to look exactly like the videos that we got before <laughs> he was drafted <laughs> in tiny gyms with multiple courts in the same building divided by nets between the courts. That's how low we'd have to send it before we start getting the uh, what, send, what we're looking send, for here. Send him to the lighthouse. Let's get him at the lighthouse <laughs> for some some late night runs. That'd be awesome. I would. Oh, I would. Jay, Joe would want. Jay would fight him at the lighthouse. Yeah, Jay I would body him up. I, I mean, he's got some trunks, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He does. Oh, he, he got a donkey. Do. He's got a dumper. What? Huh? <laughs> oh no. Oh wait, what are you talking about? Uh, I can't. Uh, so Here's things aren't I... things aren't going as well for Poku. Oh, Taylor's man. gone. Taylor's God. gone. <laughs> Taylor canceled himself. Dude, he muted himself. Here's the here's thought is that we need to um, let Poku know that we're unhappy with this and he needs to improve. <laughs> our start, our beginning video for uh, like the YouTube thing of our podcast, YouTube version, yeah. is all Poku. Yeah, but some of it's him getting like crossed up and on the ground. So I wouldn't say it's like. <laughs> Super positive. <laughs> I think we just need to take, take some of those off and say you it's need to. The, it's the back. full Poku experience. We need yeah. to take some off, and and then he needs to earn his way back. Yeah, I'm sure he cares about that. <laughs> Luke, let him know, dude. Send. Yeah, you dude. know what he needs? A Pokemon tweet. He needs a Pokemon tweet. I've been thinking. Uh, I'll. We'll see. Hey, bro. <laughs> just checking in. I'm 15 years older than you. I just wanted to let you know. I really want you to start playing better. <laughs> hey, man. Hey man, if you want a Pokemon tweet, you gotta earn it, man. Yeah, I have a Pokemon tweet planned for you, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna need to see some better percentages out of you. Yeah. Hey, hey I'm a 35 year old man. I have a Pokemon <laughs> tweet planned for you. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> There's just gonna be a lot of, a lot of words in that sentence that he doesn't understand and and that he does not like. <laughs> He'll, he will see like four red flags in like 20 words. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, so yeah, so I I would say I, I'm officially, I mean I, I guess I would say I'm worried about Poku. It feels like as this season has progressed, we as a fan base have just kind of like been taking more eggs out of that Poku basket. Which last year we were just piling the eggs in, you know. We were we were just so excited. It was oh, too many eggs, too many eggs. Yeah, whose 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 eggs are. Whose basket do we have the eggs in right now? So it's Poku's Good basket, question. and we're putting our yeah. eggs into it, like Easter yeah. eggs. Now, yeah, but Luke is asking, "Where's the where's the new basket? Are our eggs? Oh, I'm just hold. I'm just hold. I'm putting in my pockets. I haven't decided yet. Not oh. yet. Yeah. Now, if you guys have somewhere else you want to put your eggs, like another basket, let me know. I'm in this next draft basket. Okay, that works. It, that works. It's, it's, now there, there's, I, I tweeted out that uh, I think Poku is entering or at least flirting with the idea of his fourth year option not being picked up. So how that works is by next October, the Thunder have to decide if they want to pay his contract for the following year. So like the year after that, his fourth year. Next year's his third year. It's already guaranteed. Poku will be here. Don't worry. But will he, they decline his fourth year when he would be making four million? Or sorry, sorry, five million, and then his fifth year, which would be like the qualifying offer, that's seven million. Which at mm. that point, like they they really could decide whether they don't want to do anything or not. But by next October, 
Do you think there's any chance they decline his fourth year option? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think so. Taylor thinks oh. so. I do think I mean, so. my thought with it has less to do about Poku and it's more just like draft. Yeah. Like we have four top, like right now we have four top 34 picks in this draft. Now we could consolidate those like we did for Poku or for Jerry. And so maybe we only bring like three rookies in this next draft. But even then, like, like the roster crunch has to come from somewhere. Yeah. And if you look at the players on this team, like, who do you believe in less right now? In terms of I would of being, have said Teo. I, I would have said Teo as well. But then you see these stats from Joe Masato and you say, All well, I need we got to give Teo. We got to give Teo another shot here. You shoot 38%. Like, who else is there? Like, maybe some people would have Bays just because Bays is further along the contract schedule, you know? Because he's up for like extension this summer, but I, I think just yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah. play the devil's advocate a little bit with Poku in the sense of like I don't feel like he's had as much of a chance to do anything. Now I'm not watching G League games, and so he may be out there with you know 38 minutes and has the ball in his hand 90 percent of the time. But it's like the way they were using him with the Thunder was like, what do you want for him to do? Like he just kind of as a screen setter and rolls around and shoots occasionally, like. The reason he was so intriguing last year is he had a green light for some reason all of the time. It was uh, great. And this year it felt like his leash has been much shorter, um, which is maybe justifiable. I, I mean, I, I can't not say that, that he obviously didn't play to earn more of that. Uh, but it's one of those things where it feels like Mark just doesn't like him. He's like, nope, Poke is going to be at the G League forever. <laughs> well, I think that this year they were trying to see, like, can you play basketball in a – role you know like can you actually play basketball with other players on the court like as teammates and yeah. i feel like that's why it looks different and it's like well no maybe not maybe you're and, only and, a uh... and jay you're right in that like the argument for poku is very easy to make it's like he just turned 20 he's still one of the youngest players in the league we knew when we drafted poku that it was going to be a long process and that if he ever did hit we actually probably wouldn't see anything until like maybe the third year at the earliest, but probably even beyond that. I mean, people are talking about Taylor Horton Tucker this way, where it's like, he's also 20 is not a good NBA player at all right now, but the Lakers like have to use them and the Lakers already committed money. But the idea with Taylor Horton Tucker is like, eventually all of this will make sense. And I think that was what we were hoping to a much grander scale with Poku because like THT has some, like he looks like an NBA player, (laughs) whereas Poku does not. So we were, we were kind of wish casting a little bit, but still like even the, the best idea of Poku wasn't going to come to fruition for a couple of years. We knew that. And maybe that's what the team is thinking. But at some point, at some point, does the team, does the team keep wanting to invest in him and if he's not getting first team minutes with the Thunder and he just continues to play in the G League, I I just don't know. Like it are those minutes, is that development time better served with someone else? The, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out before next October. And I think you're probably right. They probably will pick up his fourth year option. I don't yeah. know. I'd like to like 
see develop and like put development time into besides Poku. I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else but him. Uh, (laughs) He would be your number one on the team right now. Sounds like you still got eggs in his basket. No, but uh, but Luke, Luke, let me see that basket. No, let me see see that basket. Let me count your eggs. There's a couple missing. Where are those? Let's just say they're in a Poku fanny pack. Oh, I want Poku to be good, but we all do. I know, but I want him to be great. We all do, but um, yeah, but I, but I'm, I'm, I'm up for uh, five more years of uh, Poku on the blue developing. <laughs> five I'm, more. Wow. So you actually want to give him his second deal already? You would <laughs> yeah, like to extend him as yeah. soon as possible? Hey. You got you got to get in early for a good price, and that way, when he develops, he's the best. You know, the best contract in the league. Buy low. Buy him. Uh, okay, I'm, I'll buy low. I'll, I'll throw. I'll throw a few at uh, Poku. A few yeah, eggs. A few eggs. <laughs> uh, okay. Any more uh, thoughts on Poku? Can we move on? All- to the- what? He doesn't get all my eggs. Okay. Okay. I have no more thoughts. But... <laughs> Luke, can I have an egg? I don't know. You're not getting an egg. Oh, should, should, should we do a... We don't have the drops today, folks. Uh, should we do Tayshawn's Factoid Fickery Dickery next? Sure. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Tayshawn's Factoid Fickery Dickery. Oh, oh we, we do have that. Okay, that's good. Wow. Got we that. do have Luke, the, the human uh, drop machine. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Hello, bloop. I'm Tayshawn. I'm Tayshawn. And this is my factoid victory victory. Um, so we all have hobbies, right? Uh, well, did you know that NBA players also have hobbies? Huh? Where's the people just like us? Alex left. Well, I have a couple on here. I looked up some NBA player hobbies, and there's some some classic ones here. Like we got Chris Bosch knows how to run JavaScript, right? Java, I don't know how you say that. Pau Gasol plays the cello. Timmy D playing Dungeons and Dragons. We all know those, right? Yeah. Well, I have a two. I have two pretty cool ones for you. I'll start off with Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph, I read, likes to build miniature ships inside of bottles. Oh. Heard that. That's no, I haven't neat. heard that. No. I've Weird. never heard that. And I even heard that he he may have gotten some teammates in the past to also build miniature ships in glass bottles. Well, Cool. How about this one? Karan Butler is an expert on straws and can differentiate fast food straws via taste. I I do remember that one. He could like chew them because he was always chewing straws, I believe. Oh, wow. Also, Karan Butler is like a franchiser of Wendy's Burger Kings, man. So, of course, oh, really? It's about the straws, man. He knows it's really about the straws. And I wouldn't say, I don't know if that's a hobby as much as it is a a really terrible superpower to know what where the straw is from based on taste. But anyway, I I would watch someone do that once. I would watch, yeah, I'd watch a YouTuber do that. Karan Butler should YouTube. Uh, we had someone say, uh, is this an article from 2010? Well, the reason that <laughs> all these names are this is because it's from a Reddit post from seven years ago. So, How did you find that? 
any info on players still in the NBA, says Gray Babe. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find any recent articles written on on uh wait, how did you NBA end player? up how did you end up on a Reddit post from seven years ago? Well, because I was thinking about what this segment is gonna be, and I thought there's probably some funny uh NBA hobbies out there. This, so I just searched it and this came up. Is Andrew watching this and controlling everything? He should be in bed. He should be in bed. Oh, he should he, be asleep. He must be. Yeah, I'm like, because okay. he asked the question. He posted. Who's oh, I was the... wondering who was doing all that. <laughs> oh, wow. Down to Dunks is an article from 2010. <laughs> We're going to need a little bit more support from you right now, okay? <laughs> yeah, so uh, spir- Andrew's trying to sabotage the pod. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, my question to you, if you can guess what the question's gonna be, what are your weird do you have a weird hobby or a weird thing that you can just do? What what do you mean thing you can just do? Well, Karan Butler's thing is not a hobby. That's just like something he can do. Okay, but so Zach like, Randolph's is not is something a hobby. he can just do. That's a hobby. It's- I said a hobby or a thing you can just do. What just, are you my teammate right now or what what's going on right now? I don't under I don't understand what you're asking. You're just asking what our hobbies are? Yeah. I just asked you. I yeah. literally texted you this like an hour no, and a half you ago said, so you could come no, you, up with it. Yeah, I know, but you said <laughs> that might Andrew's not about, be considered a hobby. <laughs> Andrew just well, Yeah, Kar- <laughs> would you consider Karan Butler's straw tasting ability a hobby? No, that's, no, that's more of a talent. Yeah, and I just really wanted to include that in the segment. Oh, okay. thank you. <laughs> I think that's Andrew signaling segments over. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for your uh, help. No, no, I, I got you. I got you. Um, I, I, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube, which which would be con- maybe considered a hobby, but uh, some of the things I watch, you know, some people might think they're weird. You know, the the rabbit holes I go down. Recently, I've been really into uh, car crash compilations i've been watching a lot of car crash compilations where it'll be like 20 minutes of just non-stop car crash and i will just sit there (laughs) silently what is with you no listen it's actually it's actually really educational because we all drive do you not drive i do and and it's the same as like watching fight videos where you kind of pick up some knowledge in case I'm ever in a fight, I can see, ooh, I don't want to be kicked in the head. That's the main thing I've learned from fight videos. <laughs> but with the car crash videos, you get to put yourself in the in the in the view of the dash cam and you're kind of predicting what's about to happen. You got like 10 seconds before the wreck happens. Right. And it helps it helps with the mind, you know, it's like playing uh like luminosity, some of those mind games. Gets you really see- sharp so that when you're in a car you'll be able to pick up the patterns of a coming wreck quicker. Okay, so this is all for your own safety, then. That's why you watch these videos. Yes, and I just yeah, like sure. <laughs> have you found Have you found that you're getting an, or a better driver? Uh, no, I'm actually becoming more reckless. I've, I've started... Yeah. <laughs> it's actually faster, inspired you, yeah. <laughs> switching lanes, no turn signal... We do a lot of traffic. When I was when I was like 16 or 17, like in high school, and I would merge onto highways. Yeah. There was about a six-month period where I would not check my mirrors or look. 
when I merged onto highways. My thought being, if everyone else is doing their job, I don't have to do this. And I can just merge and I'm coming over and everyone else needs to get out of my way and do their job to allow me to get over. So that would be offensive driving as opposed to defensive driving. Yeah, yeah. Offensive driving. And I was doing that. I mean, it was probably at least six months, but maybe a little bit longer. And uh, looking back, I'm like, I'm probably pretty lucky I, I didn't cause a wreck. Yeah, you're also what's wrong with you this might country. have. It just might have been it might have been in your I rear did. view and you were just I gone. Did. Like uh, like uh, you had no idea what was going on, but <laughs> I didn't check. I just got in there. Like, well, I wonder what that big sound was. Oh well, <laughs> not Can't gonna check. Luke, I don't want to see. I don't want to see you in one of these compilations. Oh man, I would hate to see that. Um, it sounds like you might you might actually want to see him in one of these compilations. Oh, you by the way, I went to Death Chick- Freak. I went to Chick Fil A two weeks ago. Merging back onto the highway. You know, it was one of those times where, like, for whatever reason, this is the part of the highway where everything's coming to a standstill. A car came screaming down at, like, 60 miles per hour. A car changed lanes slowly, completely hit it right in front of me. And I've never been, like, that close to a wreck that didn't involve me. That's pretty startling. And uh, Mm. I just, whoop, went around him, kept on my way. (laughs) Honk, honk. (laughs) You Okay. You okay? Honk honk. <laughs> honk honk. <laughs> get out of the road. Oh, hey, right. get out of the road. <laughs> We're on the highway. <laughs> hey, your car can't be sideways in the highway. <laughs> so Alex's hobby or thing he can do and just do is watch car crash compilations. Yeah, and and car crashes just happen to be happening right in front of him now. Seems a little suspicious. That is, hey, it's uh, kind of like a Final Fantasy or Final Final Destination. Not like Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. <laughs> you are saying exactly what you mean tonight, actually. What? what? Hey, friends, let's uh, let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, primary reason we are all together with our trade grades. Before we do it, let's take a quick break. <clears throat> When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Beep, 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 beep. That's it. That's a break, right? Honk, honk. And we're, and we're back. Honk, honk. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any hobbies or weird things like that. I can't compete with the last 15 minutes gonna of say, commentary. You moved on because you didn't want to talk about your hobby of picking yeah. your own toenails and eating them. <sighs> no. Jay, that <sighs> dick. Uh, no. Okay, we're doing trade grades. Okay, yeah, let's do it. So this is the third year we've done this, the third annual trade awards, down to dunk trade <laughs> awards. Uh, each year I give the down to dunk listeners five categories of trades uh, to do. They send in their fake trades. And then I go through with Andrew usually and pick winners and the winners. I will DM you uh, after and I will send you some Thunder rookie cards of some of the players that we just talked so glowingly about, um, including <laughs> Alexei Pokushevsky. <laughs> I'm liquidating my collection. No, I, uh, I'll, I'll include some dorts in there uh, to make you know to make a fair deal, so you're not just getting Pokus. But Pokus are cool too. We like Pokus still. I have an egg left. So how this is going to work? I'm going to start with the first category. And I, if anyone has a nomination, like, because you guys read through them. I mean, I know Luke didn't, but some of you read through them. If you have a nomination, speak up. I have one in mind that I like, but I'm open to considering others. Um, the other thing I want to say is thank you for everyone for t- participating. Uh, this podcast wouldn't be anything without our listeners. Um, that said, I might make fun of some of your trades tonight. It is not personal. And let's actually start this out with a thought experiment. Okay. Okay, guys. Uh, I'm going to give you a thought experiment. I love these. I love these. Okay. Imagine it is 2027. Okay. The Thunder are not just good. They are contenders. Mm. Last year in the 2026 draft, we had one of the Clippers picks and it landed at number two. We finally got lucky with one of these picks that came through and we drafted a big man, okay? And we're pretty excited about it. I mean, it's Presti's pick. Now, this big man, his first season doesn't go so well. You know, he, he has some flashes, certainly, but he's a little injured. The next year, so now it's only his second year. Remember, the team is a contender now. Are you willing to trade that player for the seventh man on a 14-win team in the league? Do you have any interest in that? No. Yes. <laughs> Taylor, you do. Yes. Yeah. You're anything. Anything to keep uh, the con- the uh, contention uh, ahead of us. Yeah. The the point of this is to say that I got a lot of trades where we are trading. Uh, we are trading Kenrich and or Dort for some of the Warriors' young guys. To which I would just say you got to put yourself in your position in the position of these other teams. Imagine that you were in their position. Like I know that we think James Wiseman's value is low, but just imagine if Sam Presti drafted a number two overall pick and yes, he had a rough season, 
But like, I would never in a million years want to give that person up for just some role players from another team, even if we are a contender. That is to say, if you send in one of those trades, uh, you might not win tonight. Okay, so category number <laughs> one, pull the lever. Now, these are trades that uh, the Thunder are trying to get worse. The Thunder are trying to solidify their place in the reverse standings. For this trade, personally, when I was picking a winner, I was trying to find one that legitimately would make the Thunder worse. So not just like make them sort of worse or questionably worse. That would definitely make them worse. And maybe there was some other bonus for the Thunder thrown in there. So does anyone have any nominations for this category that they would like to uh, they would like to say? Jamon, I have one here. Yeah, I mean, I think there's this one from I think it's from say- Sam Hollins. If I'm at Aunt Ham Solins, mm-hmm. the one that Oklahoma City getting Torian Prince and Leandro. Bolmero for Kendrick Williams, uh, 2022 pick and Darius Baisley. Yeah. So the idea with that trade is you're basically swapping picks with Minnesota, except in our case, we're, we're giving them our, the Phoenix pick, which is right now is like the 30th pick. You're getting back the Minnesota pick from this year, which maybe it'll be like around 20 to 22. You're sending out Kendrick and Bays. You're getting back Torian Prince, Leandro Bolmaro. That's a deal. Okay, so that's 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 a nomination. Um, I just don't, I don't know about Balmero. Is he like a decent player? He has not really gotten any minutes for them thus far, and I yeah. did not really know about him going into that draft, so I don't have a strong opinion on him. He's so averaging the point. He's the played point twenty-four this, games for them. Yeah, but the point of this to clarify is that the the point is not to get fair value or a good trade back from West City. The point. Is it just to be? It is to be bad, but if we also get a little something back, that obviously would make the trade better. And if it's also believable, that would that would be the perfect trade. If it's believable, we're getting something back, and we're getting worse. That would be the perfect category one trade. Okay, well, let me try this one then. So that was I, I was just looking like what trade that would make the Thunder immediately bad by getting nothing back is right, right, right. I, I was intrigued at least a little bit by the. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> By the Nick Claxton, <laughs> Kenrich Williams thing, but I just feel like that still kind of keeps. I mean, I don't know how good Claxton really is, but that that one's from uh, at the Brody twenty twenty. Yeah, the the thing with that one is that e- even if you don't think Nick Claxton's like an amazing player, he is a defensive minded center, which is like definitely something the Thunder do not have. And if you plugged him in to this team with healthy Shea, healthy Dort, healthy Giddy, you could imagine them being solid. In yeah. the same way that, like, those few moments we had with Shea and Moses Brown, like, it looked pretty good, actually, with Shea. And so if you had a rim-running big who's also pretty good at defense, Nick Claxton, I don't feel like that is a pull-the-lever trade in as much as it's just like, I, I like that trade, but I don't know if it fits pull-the-lever. Taylor, do you have any before I reveal my nomination? <laughs> well, I have two that caught my eye mostly because I like the thought of them more than they actually work well. So I hope yours are serious and good because I don't have either of those. Okay. Here's the first one. <laughs> it's with the Warriors. It's from Sean Cargill. We give the Warriors Kenrich Williams and Lou Dort 
and the Warriors give us Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, and Moses Moody. So there's the first one that I loved. <laughs> I loved that one. Yeah, all star, all star, Andrew, all star starter, Andrew Wiggins, and their and their two draft picks from last year. Um, I also really like this one, which involves a two-way player. It's uh, with the Warriors again. Okay, it's uh, a lot of Thunder fans really just want to trade with the Warriors for some. I know that's why I, I that's why I wanted to preface all of that with bringing up that scenario to explain why I was not considering any of those trades. <laughs> well, I got Taylor wants uh, Nico Mannion. Yeah, Nico Mannion and Moses Moody for uh, Mike Scala okay. and Lou Dort. <laughs> I looked up that one. Nico Mannion is, I don't know how that person did that trade because Nico Mannion <laughs> is not in the NBA. He is playing in Italy. He's not even, he's, oh, not, really? a, he's not a two-way guy. He's not even in the league. He's in Italy. Okay. Really? Here's the trade okay. I liked. It was, it was a three-team trade. The Pacers getting Kenrich Williams. The Pelicans getting Mike Muscala, the Thunder getting the Pacers, uh, getting two second round picks from the Pacers, one in 2022 from Miami, one in 2023 from the Spurs, and then getting another second rounder from Utah through the Pelicans. Basically three second round picks for Kenrich and Muscala. Why I like that trade. You're saying, oh, that's not very exciting. Three second round picks. One, I think it's realistic for what Kenrich and Muscala's value is. Two, the, the bonus of this trade is you're boosting up two teams above OKC. You're boosting Ooh. up the Pelicans and you're boosting up the Indiana Pacers. You're giving them two players who could potentially help them when they are on the court as plus minus stars. So yes, wow. you're not getting a ton back. You're getting three second round picks, which I actually think is fair for those guys. Because again, I don't think you're getting a first for Kenrich but you're boosting those other teams. And if the idea of a trade is to pull the lever and solidify your tank position, I think that trade does it. And and that trade was from at Tyler Nevins. That's a good trade. I love the idea of the boosting trade. The boosting. It's too pronged. It's too pronged. Yeah, it is. It is. And that gives it's, you double the uh, double the chances. Ooh, what's he, what's he going to get? Can you show us a card? Uh, no, they're all upstairs. Uh, listen, not a sexy <laughs> trade at all. But th that's the kind of those are the kind of trades I look at. I look like there's look there's nothing sexy about hard work. There's nothing sexy about hard. Okay, so I'm I'm awarding that one to Tyler Nevins. I heard enough that, uh, good thoughts from that. We're moving on to category two, push for the play-in. Now this is the uh, category that none of us are really excited about because uh, we don't want to push for the play-in. That sounds dumb. What are we, the Kings? We have 14 wins. We're six games behind the uh, Pacers. Oh, there. Tyler Nevins is, is watching live. Boost, baby. Congratulations, Tyler. Wow. Um, okay, so the idea of this trade, what I was thinking of when I, when, I, when I picked my winner, I needed to find a trade that actually would make the Thunder significantly better because they need to get better quick in order to push for this plan. I'll start off with the one that I picked. It's from Taylor Lynch. Wait, wasn't Taylor... Tyler. Okay, Tyler won category one. Taylor Lynch, a trade between the Kings and the Thunder. We get Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes. So right off the bat, yes, they're Kings, but a starting lineup of, you know, Shea, Dort. We don't give up Kendrick in this deal. 
you could have Kendrick, you could have Giddy, and then Harrison Barnes or Sean Holmes. Like that's a pretty strong starting lineup. And all we have to give back, Derek Favors, great. Darius Baisley, the Clippers pick this year, and then a 2023 round one. Now, again, I don't want to do any of these trades because it's push for the play-in, but you would have to give up at least one decent first if you're getting back both Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes. So as much as I hate the trade because I would never want to do it, I do think it's a realistic in terms of the value because you're also making them pay for an additional year of Derek Favors because he still has another like $9.7 million next year. So it's Favors, Bays, two first-round picks for Harrison Barnes or Sean Holmes. Again, hate the trade, but in terms of pushing for the play-in, that was the one where I was like, those are two actual NBA rotation players solidifying the two worst positions on the Thunder. It could potentially work. Yeah. What do you I think, think so. about this? What do you think about these? There's a few of them that had a Christian Wood. This one from Brother Reed is two firsts. Uh, Trey Mann and Alexi Pokashevsky for Eric Gordon and Christian Wood. <sighs> I I that like sucks. I just I do I despise Christian Wood. Yeah, the idea like <laughs> not as a person. I've never met him, but like go look at the teams Christian Wood has been a part of. They are all horrible. He is currently on a horrible team, which he is playing a significant role in their horribleness by just being like a terrible vet. He has such bad vibes attached to him. I am not convinced that he could ever be part of a winning team, which is why I did not pay attention. As much as I like Eric Gordon, I do think Eric Gordon would be very nice for the Thunder because he's a really good shooter. He plays defense. Christian Wood is just like red flag city for me. You're calling him, you're saying known loser. Abs- yes. Christian Wood is a known loser. Oh, man. Absolutely. Hate that. I, I appreciate the one that uh, sent. Derek Favors and Poco to the Lakers in exchange for LeBron James. <laughs> yes, I did hey. get some trades like that, which pushing, fair pushing for the plan might take us to the plan. I like I do like the very first one that's on here, which is uh with the Kings, and it's Derek Favors and the first round pick next year via Miami, and the second round pick next year <laughs> via Denver, and we get Buddy Healed back. See, the problem with that one, it's they would be so bad on defense. And it's kind of like another Christian Wood situation. Like, are we sure that? (gasps) How dare you? You're an OU grad and you talk like this? Listen, Buddy Heald's team that he is currently on, the Sacramento Kings, lost by 50 points the other night. And after the buzzer, he's laughing it up, hanging out with the Celtics, having a great time. He doesn't care. Do you want us to be mentally unhealthy? Listen, maybe he's learned how to be a little bit more like Zen and and happy in his life, Alex, without depending on a basketball game to make him happy. Maybe he has, but I'm, I'm trying to get to the play in and I need, I need some killers. Oh, he's a killer. We've seen him kill this one from, we have, but it's been a while. What about this one from Evan ETM, which is there's a few different ones, but trading uh, favors, Baisley, Dort, and two firsts for Pascal Siakam. Like, what does Pascal Siakam do to raise the floor of this team? 
a lot and that ain't happening. Yeah, I, I don't think that would be I, I don't know. It's maybe it would be enough, but I just don't think they would do it. Um but maybe. But yeah, if if you bring Pascal Siakam here, Siakam, is it is it hard A, soft A? Jackum. Siakam or Siakam? Shakum. I always say see I I think I like Siakam. But I, I think, think Siakam. Okay, Siakam. Uh, he's definitely good. He's been much better over this recent stretch. Is he pushing you to the play-in on his I own? With Shea and Giddy and Dort. Wait, wait, wait. Who left again, Jay? Uh, just yeah, favors. favors. Oh, Dort. Basically, and Dort. Favors mm. Basley Dort. Mm. But we still have Kenrich. You do, you do still have Kenrich. You and the still two don't first, have a center. The two first are Miami's and Denver's. So it's you're probably looking in the twenties. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Toronto probably does that. You oh, Pascal Siakam. 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 Spicy P. Spicy P. Um. Okay. I'll I'll let you guys vote. Would you rather get? Because I, th- I do think those are the two strongest. Even though Over I don't Sean know, Barnes. That's the best one. That's the one I th- I like the most. Oh God, it's so boring though. That's what, what. What do you want? It has to be believed. That's what the trade awards are. We're we're asking people to <laughs> great babe. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, Andrew, who is not here but is in control of everything, keeps posting a comment from a down to dunk listener, Grape Ape, that says, WTF, this trade sucks. Yeah. And I have to imagine Grape Ape isn't posting this over and over again. So it's just Andrew doing it at this point. Okay, we're moving on. So that was Taylor Lynch 12. Congratulations. Congrats on your future card. Category three, sync the clips. For this category, all you're trying to do is make the Clippers worse. Now, there's a few different ways to do that. You could actively make the Clippers worse by trading away their players, or you could try to boost multiple teams below them. Hmm. Another boost trade. Another boost trade. Um, so there was one that I liked. <coughs> there were actually a, <coughs> a few that I liked. I mean, this one is a little bit easier to do because there's so many different ways to do it. Uh, unfortunately, the with the news of uh, Nasir Little, torn shoulder, out for the year, that's kind of a blow to Portland, which would make you think they wouldn't make some of these moves anymore. But we can still pretend. Um, okay, I'm going to throw two out to you that I liked. One is from K Lefty 3354 Trailblazers acquired Jeremy Grant. From the Pistons for Robert Covington, Anthony Simons, and a 2028 first-round pick from the Blazers. I think that's fair value for Jeremy Grant. I really like Anthony Simons. I think he would fit wonderfully next to Cade Cunningham. I think he'd be great. They oh, yeah. they they have a lot of cap space this summer, so they'd be able to sign in restricted free agency. So I like it for Detroit. Jeremy Grant is the type of player that. Portland needs 
in that he's a shot creator down low, but he also plays defense and is much more versatile than any other big they have. So I, I like it for that reason. Now, obviously, in this scenario, you know, Dame needs to come back or something, and you're only affecting one team below the Clippers. But I still think it's solid. Another one I like, a three-teamer from the Brody 2020. You know, I could, uh, I should probably, I was going to say I could uh, share my screen, but it's actually very blurry. Okay, in this one, Trailblazers get Demonis Sabonis. Okay. Mm. The Pacers get Jackson Hayes, Anthony Simons, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Okay. And the Pelicans get Robert Covington. Uh. Now, you also include uh, two picks going to Indiana. Now that I'm looking at this one, why would the Pelicans do this? The Pelicans just gave up Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker for Robert Covington, who is an expiring. I mean, I liked this idea because you're affecting more teams. You're affecting three teams. And two of them are currently below the Clippers, Portland and New Orleans. I do think Covington makes New Orleans better. I think Sabonis makes Portland better. But I don't know why New Orleans would do this trade. Why would they trade Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker? You know what, dude? Robert Covington. What about this one with Domas going to the Spurs for Thad Young and Josh Primo? I, I, so I love the idea of Sabonis on the Spurs, but what we've heard in terms of like what the Pacers are asking for, for Sabonis, yeah. like they're wanting, they, they said they wanted a, a Vucevic package, which would be like two firsts and a young player. Cause the, the magic got Wendell Carter jr. The one Chicago first last year and then another Chicago first. Mm-hmm. So if you're the Spurs, if you did like Josh Primo, let's say he counts as one of the first, a future San Antonio first, and then like Derek White or who's the Keldon Johnson? Mm-hmm. Like, is that enough? Keldon Johnson, Primo, and a Spurs first for Sabonis? I think that's like closer in range. Yeah, but what is that? I mean, the Spurs are such a strange team. Like, what does it do with Sabonis on that roster? Like, obviously, he's an improvement. He's uh, honestly probably not a good fit with Jakob Pertle. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say Pertle and him. <laughs> yeah. But he does seem like a Spurs player. That part oh, of it yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I also love the comment from the <clears throat> from Just on a Quest. He said, You said sink the pacers, right? <laughs> on this trade. <laughs> That's all uh, I have. So. Okay. Any that, <laughs> good job. Any, good job. Any any that stood out to you? Any other ones hmm. that I can consider? Ben Simmons on the Pelicans is interesting to me. Ben Simmons on the Pelicans? What would yeah, they, but they get rid of that? Zion for that one? Oh, yeah, oh I didn't look at that part. I mean, never mind. Probably not that that Pelicans trade for Mascala, Kenrich, <laughs> <laughs> the Jackson Hayes, and a first for the Thunder for Mascala and Kenrich Williams probably improves the Pelicans. Yeah. Why would we do it though? Uh, yeah, I keep forgetting that this has to be something that's real. Because I mean, we would you like Jack. I mean, you got Jackson Hayes in a first. 
Oh, that was to the Pelicans. Sorry, there was another one exactly like that to the Kings. Um, Jackson Hayes in a first. Yeah, I can see that one. I see which one you're talking about right now. That's uh, at underscore Pat Riley 33. I, I definitely think that block two block underscore two underscore chains. Oh, well, then there's two that did that one. Um, Well, this one, <clears throat> you did the Taylor. Wait, there, there's another Taylor Lynch one. The Trailblazers get John Collins. And the Hawks get Robert Covington. Yeah, the Larry Hawks Nance aren't doing Jr. that for Larry Nance and Robert Covington. Well, and Woof. a first rounder. Woof. And a first round pick. Isn't that what they wanted? A lot of lottery protected. They wanted a they wanted a, a really good pick and a starter caliber player. Well, you get yeah. Okay, what about this one? Last one. I'll, last one. I'll bring up, and then we'll move on. If we don't pick a winner, that means there none of them were good. Okay. Three-team trade, the Pistons. Actually, I already hate this one. Okay, never mind. <laughs> All right, well, um, I'll pick that one on my own. I don't feel like any of them stood out. Next. Next. Are you are you picking one? No. no. You are, Luke. Which one did you one like? Not, not tell us. Well, I just don't, I don't I don't love any of them because I what do you think about the what do you think about at underscore Schmiegwell underscore which is uh, and I, this trade doesn't happen so that's what defeats it but if you threw in a pick or something Trailblazers Schmiegwell get, getting Justin Holiday and Miles Turner for Robert Covington Joseph Nurkic but you'd have to add some somebody else like a pick or and or a player like CJ McCollum and they're out the money somewhere else. Yeah. Like I love that one for next year, but like miles Turner apparently isn't playing the rest of the season because he has a stress fracture in his foot. Mm. So you're really just adding Justin holiday to the blazers and taking away two of their starters. So it's not really sinking the clips in that, in that scenario. Mm. All right, let's move on. Hey, in in the middle of this, can I do a quick L-Man deep dive? I have a question. Yeah, let's do it right now. Let's take a break. Do okay. L-Man deep dive. Here's my question. I want to poll you guys and see if my house got broken into. <laughs> got you want to poll us? Yeah, I want you guys to think of what you think about this. Got home from work the other day. It's actually my dad, but it's to my, to my house in Stillwater. Dad got home from work the other day. <clears throat> the side gate to the backyard is open. Normal wind. Okay. The back door is open. Also normal wind. Okay. Nothing is sto- nothing is missing that we can tell from the house. Sounds like wind. You just think wind? <clears throat> wind steals no. nothing. I think sexual <laughs> criminal. Okay. Probably somebody <laughs> still in the house with you, to be honest. Did well, you check just- that? We checked the basement, you know. A disgruntled former client, maybe? Under the beds. No one's there. None of us have been stacked yet. Are you sure you checked everywhere? Why was your back back door locked or unlocked? Uh, We think unlocked. Is Luke about to get murdered on this live recording? Someone sneaks up. Do, Do you guys have any animals? No. Okay. And can your animals open doors? No. Hmm. So... Um, I mean, so the day it happened, 
not particularly windy. Okay. Do you have an attic? Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, yes. Listen, let me tell you a story. There was a woman in Edmond, and she kept thinking like that she was forgetting things and leaving food out and whatever. Turns out there's a guy living in her attic for like eight months, and every night he was coming down and eating food in the in the kitchen and yeah. then going back up there and, and staying quiet up there. How did she never months. wake up? She was an old lady by herself. Really? Classic, yeah. classic old lady. <laughs> Sleepy old lady. Are you sure she just didn't have a roommate? Andrew, you need to highlight that one. <laughs> <laughs> One hour, ten minutes. Andrew, we still gotta get to TQs. <laughs> so we're thinking, no. we're thinking <laughs> on the I'm being broken in. Uh, we're voting no. Um, I I mean, the fact that nothing was missing, mm-hmm. obviously rules against it. Although you may have just not found the thing that, like you might, you have so many things. No, I mean, it's still not really. I checked. Really, I have a PlayStation Four still here. I have a Nintendo <laughs> still here. That's really what I all I checked. Hmm. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you checked the things, the only things you cared about. So I might check literally anything else. But nothing else, nothing was like must around. <laughs> Luke's standing in a completely empty living room, but his <laughs> Switch and PS4. Yep, everything's here. <laughs> I guess Looks nothing's great. gone. Nothing was must around, you know? Must around. Oh. It would be cool if, do you, I mean, are you sure that this isn't someone you know? Someone could be playing a prank on you. No, no. I, I think that no, because there's no no prank items have been left. No prank items. You know, sometimes in my house, what can happen is if one of the doors shuts and there's like a vacuum that you don't fully. Yeah, the garage door. That's what happens to us sometimes. The garage door will stay just slightly open and then just like the garage door shutting or whatever and it just kind of opens back up so i bet you're fine or you had a uh a secret pooper did you check the toilet toilet some people poop free yeah well they may have they probably flushed it actually yeah do you hear about this woman in edmund (laughs) (laughs) yeah she she'd show up and think oh i get i keep forgetting to flush the toilet there's always a pooping there's always a log in the bowl morning and i poop at night and she thought she just kept forgetting to flush the log turns out this dude was logging it up in her toilet for eight months log it up okay looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. 
or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to go to Category 5 because that one's more fun. Uh, so this is the freestyle category where people could do whatever they wanted. And uh, even though I understand the ramifications if this person won because they live in Germany, um, Fluky... I really liked what Fluky brought to the table. Fluky says, what's freestyle in German? Exactly. Freestil. So the trade is for three players to the Magic to complete the German Funferpash lineup of Schroeder, Bonga, Wagner, Wagner, and Tice. Oh, I like that. as a bonus, Raptors and Celtics avoid the tax. (laughs) Oh. So it's practical because Raptors and Celtics get below the tax, and you could create an all-German lineup. We Dennis get a Schroeder, posh. Isak Banga, Franz Wagner, Mo Wagner, Daniel Tice, Funferpasch, which I Googled to find out what that meant, and I, I couldn't find it. So Fluky could let us know what Funferpasch means. Hopefully it oh, isn't a you need to stop terrible saying it, word. Then. If you don't know what it means, you need to stop saying it. Well, why would, why would Fluky lead me down this terrible road? What if Fluky's trying to get me canceled? Oh, no. I don't know. We don't know German humor. Uh, but I really like that one. But I want to bring up some other ones that I also liked. Um, You're going to mention well, John Jester's, the all-green team? Yes, the all-green team from John Jester. He created a team with every single guy in the league with the last name Green on the <laughs> Celtics. Oh, wow. Because Brad Stevens, who is uninspired by the Celtics team, wanting to show the Celtics faithful that to be a Celtic and wear the green and white means more than what this team has shown. He decides he's going to find players who know what it means to represent that famous green. So he gets Danny Green, Jamichael Green, Javante Green, Jeff Green, and Josh Green. Special consideration for Draymond Green and Jalen Green was made, but let's not get too silly here, John well, listen, Jester says. Yeah, let's not get too from the Jester himself. No, I like also. I like that re- because I could do play by play for that lineup. It's green to green, green to green, green to green, green for three. I could do green. That. It's green. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> I could you do that. can't do broadcast. Your house looks awfully empty whenever you move the phone. <laughs> yeah, it looked like things well, were missing. I, I think this is Luke's, Luke's sitting on a cardboard box. <laughs> But my PlayStation 4, my Switch are right here. My PlayStation 4, my Switch, I'm fine. I hey, will can I can I make a proposal? Because uh, Category 4, Rumor Mill Mania, no offense to anyone who sent in a trade for that, but I, I literally hated every single one. And I, <laughs> I, I could not find one that I liked. But I love the German team, and I love the green team, and I almost want to award both of them prizes. Well, they're both let's do it. I agree. I agree. Okay, let's do that. And then I'll pick one for sync the clips because there were some good ones in there. I'll go back through it and I'll pick someone. All right. So that wraps up the trade awards. Let's go to Twitter questions. Keep Andrew up forever. 
Twitter questions. Okay, let's go some Twitter questions. These are updated, correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, first Twitter question comes from Ham Sullins, who wants to know how is Alex's journey in the Premier League and Brighton fandom going? It's going great. Down to Dunk says rapid fire. No thanks, Down to Dunk. Yeah, rapid uh, fire D's. Rapid fire. <laughs> rapid fire D's, Down to Dunk. Uh, it's going great. I watch like uh, three games a week. Uh, much like the NBA, I don't care about the good teams. I've watched one Man City game. I've watched five Newcastle games and like seven Norwich City games. They're, they're like worst teams in the league. I love relegation. I think it's so fun. Uh, I love Brighton. And uh, I think I might enjoy soccer more than basketball right now based on how the Thunder are playing. Oh, no. Okay, next question. All right. Our next question comes from at Rob Spencer 02, who wants to know who wins in a 3v1 fight to the death? Tayshawn, Alex, and L-Man versus Jay. Oh, that's easy. I'm in a car. Crash into Jay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Professional oh. crasher. Rapid fire. Oh, man. Okay, our next Twitter <laughs> question. Let me get back to it. Okay. The next <laughs> question comes from Me Love Thundamo, who wants to know, what is one improvement you hope to see from each of the four rookies for the second half of this season? Shooting. Shoot next question. Okay. Next Rapid question. fire. Shoot next it well. Question. Shoot it well. question comes from at Zach Deeg. If you found out Presty is a milk in bowl, then cereal kind of guy, how would that change your opinion of him? Zero. Yeah, he He's probably a weirdo sense. anyway. <laughs> perfect He's dry cereal. Okay. Um, next. Cereal? He nah. does. He drink. He oh, he doesn't eat cereal, but he does like milk, and he drinks it out of a bowl, <laughs> like a cat. It's the only way he will drink it. Hey, this is comes from at Tyler Carroll one two. So you guys think there's anyone in this draft that has the opportunity to be better than SGA's ceiling? Better than SGA's ceiling. I mean, to be fair, like, obviously no one would have said that about SGA coming in the draft. That's why he was drafted 11th. So I, I wouldn't hate anyone for for picking someone. I'm personally super high on Chet. I, he is not, I, don't, I don't foresee him being the, obviously he's not going to be the type of creator that Shea is. But the numbers he's putting up in college are rivaling, like, some of the best draft prospects of the last decade. And so I am all in on chat. I know people love Jabari or love Paolo, Jaden Ivey. But if I was to pick one for this, I would pick Chet. Is that where your eggs are? Yes, in fact. They I'm are. A Jabari man. I'm a Jabari man. Jabari man. But yeah, I get I get all the chat. I, I like it. But All right. Our last Twitter question comes from... Pepsi at Pepsi United who wants to know what do you think about Dort's possible extension? Does anyone agree with at Mikey Barra that 17 million per year would be a terrible contract? Terrible. God, it's hard to call that terrible. He's still good. 17 million a year feels like that's fair a fair contract for Dort at this point. 
It was uh, John Hollinger mentioned on the Wednesday pod that he thought somewhere around like the 13 range made sense. And that's partly how they would have to extend him if they extended him. I, I can't remember. It gets real blurry at 11 or 1030 uh, at night. But. Well, you know, it was eye-opening for me because I was listening to Hollinger and Duncan, and they were just going through fake trades that listeners had sent in. And Nate Duncan brought up some, like, Dort trade and poo-pooed it because he said, well, you're at least going to have to give up two first for Dort. And Dang. Hollinger was like, what? And, like, it just let me know that, like, there's smart people out there who have, like, very different opinions on Lou Dort. Like, the fact that Nate Duncan thought that automatically, like, well, you're at least getting two first for Lou Dort made me kind of, like, rethink his market value a little bit. Uh, that said, like, I think it, once you get into the $17 million range, I don't know if that's, like, definitely a positive contract anymore if you do end up moving on him on from him down the road it's probably like a neutral contract kind of how like we feel about marcus smart's contract right now like for the right team for a contender paying marcus smart 17 million dollars a year is probably fine solid but it's not like everyone would want marcus smart right now whereas like lou mm -hmm. dort on a 13 million dollar contract i feel like pretty much any team in the league would happily yeah. trade for that contract even though it's a difference of only like 4 million it's just like 13 million lou dort is like I could trade that to any single team in the league. 17 million, you're probably shrinking down your your possible suitors, but it's still, like you said, it's still probably a fair deal, but I don't know if it's like a positive deal. On the other hand, the Thunder like got away with murder on his first contract. So yeah, I can't like be that mad about it if they do end up paying him that much. Hey guys, Luke? are you miffed and are you peeved? I have a really good one. Oh, go. Um, about two hours ago, I received a text from one of our full-time employees that he is quitting effective immediately and will not be in work tomorrow. And I saw him like three hours before that, <laughs> and he was fine. Nothing was happening. Nothing was going on. So we're pretty miffed about that right now. Did, did you say anything to him like right before no. he left? No, that's what we were talking about. We were like, what? The? No, he said he had some reason for it, but yeah. it had nothing to do with us. So, all right, I mean, we'll just take your word for it. I pretty guess. good. Huh. But kind of miffed about that, you know. Sounds like he left you in the lurch. Hey, we're lurching hard. And, and you know what? What's Took that? some eggs back from that basket. You know what I'm saying? Yikes. Well, I guess he threw our eggs back at us. So. <laughs> huh. He did. Yeah. What about man. you, y'all, man? You miffed and peeved, man? Oh, no, I'm not miffed. I'm not peeved. I'm just, I'm just. L man sitting on a single chair in an empty <laughs> living room. It's playing a, his it's, switch. You know, it's you know, a, it's a couch. It's a sectional couch, and there's like three sections missing. <laughs> those that are like, guys will do something like, guys really will have an apartment that looks like this. It's mattress on the floor, like, like a foldable chair, PlayStation TV. That's that's my life. That's Maybe me. the robbers came in and we're just like, oh no, we oh, can't no. take anything more away from this man. Ooh, no. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Al? Uh, I'm I'm trying to think, but I think I'm pretty G and B'd right now. Pretty G and B. Nothing. You got stylish, uh, stylish little pullover on. I'd be G and B if I was wearing that too. Yeah. yeah what, what's on that? What's on that, baby? Cats. 
Uh, I don't know. It's from uh, we. You know, the, one of the great things about Portland is we have so many bi- uh, like big time companies out here. So we have like the Columbia Employee Store, Nike Employee Store, and Adidas Employee Store. Ooh, all within like ten minutes, and so you get the little coupon to go visit them, and everything's fifty percent off. And uh, just one of one of the benefits of living in Portland, Oregon. Wow, you were drunk with riches. An employee store, like an outlet store. Yeah, but it's like a super outlet store because it's all employee prices. So outlet stores actually like are worse clothes. Yeah, Did you know that. What they do like, you mean? Like they make clothes specifically for the outlet stores that are not. Oh. They're not clothes that are like moved from the good stores and then sent to the outlet stores. They're specific for the outlet stores. And they tend to be worse, like in terms of quality and everything. So yes, they're cheaper, but they're not the same quality. Whereas an employee store is the exact same clothes, just marked down. I knew that. I knew that because I had no idea. Stores, there's a there's a store called J Crew Factory. Yeah, and J Crew Factory is their outlet of it's not the same stuff. Not the same stuff. Yeah. Did you used to work at J Crew? Not same stuff. Oh, I worked at J Crew for one holiday season. No, and what 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 holiday was it that you quit on? New Year's, right? New Year's, New Year's day before New Year's. I said they said you are scheduled for New Year's Day. I said I am. I asked off. I shouldn't be, and they said you're scheduled for that. I said I really shouldn't be, <laughs> and I did not go. <laughs> and that was it. I'll be in. Do Dallas. you have like a fisheye lens on your on your phone or something? Oh, like I when you. Rude, dude. No, dude, it really is like no, dude. Luke's face just looks like a fish. Luke's face just a fish ball, man. Luke's face is just like so perfectly round. Glove, glove, man. Hey, glove, glove, man. Glove, glove. That seems like a good time to end. Hey, this is my bro, Fishbowl. Andrew's like passed out on his couch. <laughs> in a fever dream. <laughs> I woke. I woke up. I woke up and El man looked like a fish. Podcasting, but just saying <laughs> bloop bloop glub glub. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Well, we we can't end it because, like we said, we don't have control over it. So, Andrew, if you want to end it, you can end it whenever you want. But I guess until you end it, we'll just keep going. <laughs> As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.